Did I promise you a fabulous day today? Promises made, promises kept. Aha, it's 26 degrees, no humidity. Feels like 26. Sunny with a few clouds tomorrow, about the same Saturday. No, all bets are off. Looks rainy. No deluge, just clouds and showers. Did you get up early today and sniff that first hint of fall in the air? I did. Not a bad feeling. Peter Sherman in for Oakley. Today and tomorrow, then we're finished. And on Monday, all the regulars are back. And I'm up on my shelf for next time. What will I do? Work on my book. Today, we talk about expanded consultations from what began as just sex ed by the province, a new but unsanctioned safe injection site in Parkdale, and whether the removal of the Danforth Memorial was premature. But first, let's talk about business, and let's talk about the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA. Why business? Because NAFTA's about business. We'll be chatting shortly with a professional in international trade, uh, but 15 minutes from now, I'd say, but it's important to look at the business dynamic. I believe that the head honcho for Canada, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland, and her boss, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, know about as much about how to negotiate business as I do about performing open heart surgery. I won't be doing that anytime soon. Here's my concern. Let's suppose I'm interested in doing a business deal. I want to make an investment, or maybe I want to purchase a property. I don't want to do it alone. Maybe I can't do it alone. Or maybe the two partners I have in mind are just a natural fit for what I want to do, kind of like North America being made up of three sovereign countries, Canada, Mexico, and the United States. But back to my pending business deal. The three of us negotiate around a table and we put forward proposals and I find the other two parties are a necessity if I'm going to be successful, but they don't care for some of the clauses in my deal, nor the way I'm trying to sell it. We talk some more. After going at this for a couple of weeks, I get a letter from the other two saying, you know, Peter, this three-way thing looks like a good idea, but you're a bit difficult to deal with. And so the two of us have decided to talk and get it done. And uh, when it's together, well, we'll make a deal, and then we'll bring it back to you, and uh, you can come in the room. And and if you like the deal, great. But if you don't, we can probably handle a couple of minor changes. Um, we, We just don't want the thing to look like your original proposal, and we're happy to do business with you, but there's some give and take. And Everybody has to be okay with a three-way. So imagine you're me. How do you feel? Is it all okay? If it is, then I should go home to my wife and I should say, you know what, honey? Joe and Harry thought I was being a bit tough and a little intransigent, so they're negotiating the deal without me. But don't worry. They'll ask me back into the room when they're done. They say I I can add small changes of my own. And no, I, I won't get a complete redo, but it's okay. Let them do the heavy lifting. Frankly... If I'm going to be in this with two other guys, let them be happy first, and then I'll come in. If you were me, would that be cool? If you were my wife, would you be optimistic, or would you worry? You know damn well that this scenario would never happen because if you're a good business person, and I am, a three-way deal puts three parties together. They hammer things out, and with a bit of goodwill and some give and take, we wind up signing something. And if we're correct in our approach and our calculations, we all benefit. Now let's transpose all of this little makeup scenario to the NAFTA talks. They opened last year with a lot of fanfare, on Canada's part particularly. There was bravado. We have Ms. Freeland, obviously a skilled speaker. More importantly, she's a reporter and a writer. Heading up our delegation, she reports to Justin Trudeau, 
obviously a skilled drama teacher and ski instructor at various times. He's the supreme commander in terms of where the buck stops. Those are our negotiators. Her partners in this business deal are the most powerful economic entity on the face of the earth, the United States, headed up by Donald Trump, and like him or not, he would be quite pleased with the description power dealmaker to paint a picture of who he was and how he established himself. And then there's Mexico. Trump had already softened that country up during the 2016 election campaign. Are we going to build a wall between us and Mexico, he'd say to audiences? Yes, they'd respond in unison. Who's going to pay for the wall, he'd continue. Mexico, they'd respond, accompanied by wild cheering. And then in debating trade, we heard him time and again about the advantage Mexico had taken of the United States and how American companies had been relocating there, that if you were the carrier air conditioning people making your product in that country, you could expect to have a 35% tariff slapped on your goods at the border. And carrier caved. Mexico was indeed ready for a new crack at NAFTA, and it seems we are now hours away from a deal being announced. Christian Freeland was barred from the talks. Trump famously announced that we're not talking to Canada now. He also said he'd be happy with any deal, but it will favor us, another part of the quote. And he's fighting midterm elections in November to threaten his very presidency if the balance of power shifts in the House of Representatives. Christian Freeland was the one who told her partners and the world last year at the commencement of talks that Canada had a lot to put on the table, like gender equity and indigenous rights. At the time, I'm thinking, just who the hell do you think you are, lady? And who the hell do you think you're talking to? These are important subjects, to be sure, but they are not the way to approach trade negotiations with either powerful or willing co-partners, or, as it is, both. It's kind of like demanding that human rights abuses in Saudi Arabia be stopped and demanding certain people be released at once. And by the way, how's that working out for you, Christia? Bottom line here is that we have no bargaining chips except for the fact that there really are things we sell into the United States that matter to us and matter to them. Trudeau says he wants to protect supply management for the dairy industry. Well, what about the rest of us? There may be... One or two other things, like a sunset clause, he's refused on that so far. He said that he won't be pushed around. Well, Prime Minister, I think that's what's already happened and what this process has become. As for the minister, if you read the headlines, you see Christian Freeland encouraged by reports of U.S.-Mexico handshake. What a babe in the woods. She refers to a Mexican economic minister saying yesterday, as he did, that there will be no handshake unless it is three ways. That really was encouraging, but today... A representative of the Mexican president said that there may be no need for Canada to get into these talks next week if the Americans and Mexicans create a two-way deal. Should we be concerned? Well, I think it's in the interest of all three parties to do a deal for the benefit of everyone, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen or happen soon. So yes, we should be concerned. How concerned? We'll have a chat with trade lawyer and expert Mark Warner after the break, I'm Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.